Yun. So, uh, excerpt lang yun. Excerpt lang. Uh, I want to honor our uh, media team for producing such excellent videos uh, every week. It is our desire to get you off started on the right foot every day. So, that's on Monday morning. Every Wednesday morning is Pastor Dennis breaking bread. And all throughout the week, we've got a Saturday night a doctrine service and Sunday mornings. Life groups happening all throughout. So, we want you to be involved in the life of the church. Amen po ba? Amen. I have one request, especially those in the middle aisle. Would you move like one or two rows closer? Yeah. We would play this game, the boat is sinking. So, uh, just move a little, uh, just one row forward. Thank you so much. We want to uh, appreciate you uh, today. Today, I want to have a, uh, share a message called the God of creation. The God of creation. And in the past couple of weeks, you may have seen this uh, in, uh, on Google or even in uh, Facebook, etc. This, uh, the NASA Web Telescope. I mean, they were showing fantastic images of the universe. But one particular image really caught my eye. It's called Pillars of Creation. This was taken as recent as like a month ago. But the original photo that when they first captured it was in 1995. So interesting title or phrase that NASA gave, okay? Uh, Modern-day scientists, most modern-day scientists, they don't believe in God. They don't acknowledge God as creator. But whoever it was in NASA that decided to name that image Pillars of Creation must have a Christian background. So I had to do a research. So allow me to read this for you. Pillars of Creation is a photograph taken by the Hubble Space Telescope of elephant trunks. Notice, no? parang elefante, no? Elephant trunks of interstellar gas and dust in the Eagle Nebula in the Serpent's Constellation, 6,500 to 7,000 light years from Earth. So we're talking of Star Wars edition. Ganong kalayo ito, okay? Uh, they are so named because the gas and dust are in the process of creating new stars while also being eroded by the light from nearby stars that have recently formed. The name is based on a phrase used by British pastor and preacher Charles Spurgeon in his 1857 sermon. 1857! The pastor who preached with that phrase is from 1857. My gosh, this is 2021. I wonder if something I'll say today will be remembered 100 years from now. Okay? So this is Charles Spurgeon and his sermon is called The Condescension of Christ. NASA scientists were tapping into a rich symbolic tradition with centuries of meaning, bringing it into the modern age. As much as we associate pillars with the classical temples of Greece and Rome, the concept of the pillars of creation reverberates significantly in the Christian faith. And so allow me now to read the portion of the preaching of the sermon of Charles Spurgeon from 1857, given to his church in London, England. Now, I'll try my best to speak like a British mate, okay? So I'll try my best, but it probably will not sound that way, okay? So I'll just read it Filipino style, okay? And now wonder ye angels, Spurgeon says of the birth of Jesus Christ. The infinite has become an infant. He upon whose shoulders the universe hangs, now hangs at his mother's breast. He who created all things and bears up 
the pillars of creation, has now become so fragile that he must be carried by a woman. Wow! Powerful! So, from 1857, that phrase, pillars of creation. And as I think about that, the Lord led me to this passage in Jeremiah chapter 32. In verse 17, Ah, sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Read the last part with me. Nothing is too hard for you. Wow. Can you tell to some, someone near you, tell them, nothing is too hard for God. Nothing is too hard for God. Yes. Jeremiah 33, verse 2 and 3. This is what the Lord says. He who made the earth, the Lord who formed it and established it, the Lord is His name. Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Praise be to God. For the past 37 something years that I have been walking with the Lord in faith, that I got saved at age 20 and now I'm 57 years old. This I can tell you. As much as I have seen God's hand in things that I have expected, things that I know, things that I have anticipated, there were greater things that God did that I did not foresee, I did not anticipate, that the Lord surprised me. Because He is the kind of God that never runs out of surprises. Amen? He can do things that you go, oh my goodness. You know? So now we're in this worldwide inflation. And by the way, it is global. It's not just the Philippines. I watch the news in the US, Australia. Everyone's complaining about inflation and shrink inflation okay those two are uh, connected inflation prices are going up shrinkflation things are shrinking okay for the same money that you pay you're getting half of it okay and, and another i don't want to name certain stores okay but one of our favorite stores where we get this just this adobo roll oh my gosh to die for okay now, you're halfway through. You've not eaten adobo yet. It's all roll. It's already half. Where's the adobo? It's all bread. Okay? And like I mentioned to you the last time, the, the famous uh, turon of a famous store, okay? Uh, now does not taste as good. It's like halfway through, wala pa yung langka. Okay? And uh, it has shrunk to almost half of its original size and you pay more for it. So inflation and shrinkflation. But I remember uh, many, many years ago, two decades ago, when I was still serving the Lord in Alabang. And, and our, our church back then loaned money to build a building similar to this. But the loan was in U.S. dollars. And then the Asian financial crisis hit. And the dollar like, whoo, and the peso went, boom. You know? And our church loan doubled in a matter of a few months. And I, I remember back then, and we were all like, this is going to take us 10 years to repay. The Lord allowed us to repay it in one year. For what would have taken 10, the Lord made it into one. How many of you believe God can do that kind of thing? Okay, The kind of thing that makes you go, oh, wow. God truly can do great and unsearchable things you do not know. So let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, would you just give a word today that will encourage us and challenge us that even though we live in these kind of times that is there's full of chaos and conflict all over the world and there is a crisis everywhere that God, you're the same God 
The same God of Jeremiah. The same God that the apostles met up. The same God that we worship today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. The prophet Jeremiah lived about 600 plus years before Christ. He prophesied during the time of King Josiah and he predicted and he saw the destruction of Jerusalem, the city and its temple. And he saw the exile of the Jews into Babylon. Now, allow me to just backtrack like a a generation or two prior to Jeremiah. There was another prophet. His name is Jonah. God tells Jonah, preach to the Ninevites. The Ninevites, the Nineveh is a city in the Assyrian Empire. Meaning they're not Israelites, they're pagans. Jonah preaches to them that God is about to judge your nation. What do they do? They all fall down in repentance. So what does God do? He does not judge them. Alright? Fast forward to Jeremiah. Jeremiah is being told by God, preach to my people, the Israelites in Judah, that I'm about to judge them. They're going to be in exile. So if I'm Jeremiah, I'm thinking, wait a second. A, a prophet prior to me, Jonah, preached to non-Israelites, meaning they don't know Yahweh, the God of Israel. And yet when they heard the word of God, they repented. Surely if I preach to Israel, they too will repent and God will not judge them. Well, Jeremiah was in for a rude awakening. God's people refused to repent. They continued to rebel. And so what happened? The entire nation comes under the Babylonian empire. And that's why Jeremiah is called the weeping prophet. He cries a lot. Why? Because what he predicted might happen, actually happened. And he saw it with his own eyes. But in the midst of those chaotic times, God gave Jeremiah a message of hope. And it's still the message for us today. That God will bring a season of renewal and restoration. Hallelujah. That means, if you feel dry in your spirit, if you feel you've lost some things in life, especially from this pandemic, God is about to bring us into a fresh season of renewal and restoration. How many of you believe God can do that? Well, that's an easy thing for God to do. Is there anything too difficult for me? God is telling Jeremiah. The answer is no. So allow me to share with you these lessons. First, the God of creation is the one who made the heavens and the earth and everything in it. Jeremiah 32, 17, Ah, sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens. By the way, in, in English, the original, of course, is in Hebrew, the Old Testament, Greek, the New Testament. But whenever you find heaven in plural, heavens, that's the universe. That's the entire outer space that we see. God made the heavens, everything out there, and the earth by His great power and outstretched arm. Chapter 33, verse 2, this is what the Lord says. He who made the earth and who formed it and established it, the Lord is His name. Do you know even scientists say, that if the earth were to spin, because the earth spins, it rotates, right? If it were to spin either one second too slow or one second too fast, it will disintegrate and we will all die. There is a precise rotation of the earth. And guess who makes it rotate? Precisely. God. The earth, of course, revolves around the sun, correct? And so, technically, when we say 
from the rising of the sun to the setting of the same, it's in the Bible. Because from our vantage point, we see the sun go up and then we see the sun go down. But in reality, the sun doesn't move. It's the earth that moves around. And so it seems like morning is the sun went up. But actually because of the revolve, uh, the rotation and revolution of the earth, it becomes morning and night. But the point is this. If the earth ever revolved, one second too fast or one second too slow. Or, rot- or tilted one degree too much to the left or to the right. Meaning it just does not follow what it's supposed to do. We would all be dead. That's how precise the movement of the earth is. Guess who formed it? Guess who made it? Guess who established it that way? It is the Lord. Amen? Psalm 19, the heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of His hands. Whenever people are out in nature, and thank God whenever you are able to see the ocean, the mountains, the trees, the animals, you know, say, wow, such beautiful nature, you know? But don't stop there because nature testifies to the glory of God. So we say, wow, beautiful mountain, beautiful ocean, beautiful animals. God is beautiful and great. You have to go beyond what you see to our Creator whom we always, uh, we wouldn't able to see. Second, the God of creation can do anything and can meet our every need. Hallelujah. Is there anything too hard for God? The answer is no. Jeremiah 32, 17. Nothing is too hard for you. Call upon me and I will answer you and show you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Philippians 4, 19. And my God shall supply some of your needs. What? What do you say? All. According to your wallet. According to the Philippine economy. According to the world economy. No. According to the riches of His glory in Christ Jesus. Because your wallet, it shrinks, right? <laughs> it shrinks. Uh, you know, uh, I, I, I'm the one because I'm the accountant. You know, I monitor our finances in, in the house. And I wonder, we seem to be getting the same things when we go to the grocery. And yet, we seem to be paying more. How many of you know of the experience, right? Or, if you want to spend the same amount, what do you get? You get less. Right? Because that's just the way it is. So your wallet or the value of your, what's inside your wallet, di ba may joke nga, buti pa yung pera may tao. Yung tao walang pera. <laughs> di ba sabi <laughs> Yung pera may tao. The, the bill has a human face on it. But the human does not have uh, the money. So, uh, we all know the experience. And yet, God's promise is this. He will supply not according to the economies of the world, but according to His never-ending riches in Christ Jesus. Next, the God of creation is also our loving Father in heaven. I was thinking about it this way. God the Father is the CEO, okay? uh, Chief Executive Officer. God the Son, that's Jesus, is the COO, Chief Operating Officer and Child of Owner. You know, COO, diba? Child of owner, okay, Jesus. And then the Holy Spirit is the CFO, chief financial officer, because he is the guarantor of a better covenant, right? Okay, now, if you ever work for a multinational, you know, some of these big companies, you probably can relate to your immediate supervisor, you know, whoever is 
there in the company. So let's say you're a branch manager of a famous bank. You probably know the branch manager. But I bet you, you probably have not met the CEO of that bank. Which is like all the way to the top. You probably never even met them. They're not on your cell phone to text. Okay? You can't just text the CEO of these multinationals, right? But think about it this way. God, the creator, is your loving father. And you can call on him any moment of the day. The CEO of the universe is available to you and to me. So Jesus tells us, go ahead and pray this way. Our Father in heaven. Then Jesus also tells us in John 16, the Father himself loves you. And then John says in his letter, see what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. The creator of the universe is your loving Father. And sometimes on a human level, if you did not have a loving father on a human level, and every time you come forward, your, your, your dad, or in some cases your mom, just you know, shuts you down and kicks you out. You know? Sometimes it's hard to conceive that God is approachable. So we think of God as unapproachable because He is the Creator. Oh my goodness, God is unapproachable. And yet, the revelation of Scripture tells us that that God is very much accessible. He's just a prayer away. Call upon me, God is saying. Go ahead and pray. Second, the God of creation is also our Savior, Jesus Christ, who died for our sins and rose again to give us everlasting life. John chapter 1, we're familiar with this passage. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then what happened? The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Again, the Son of God, the second person of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, right? From eternity, one God, three persons. He could have chosen to stay in heaven and just leave us all by ourselves to figure it out. Instead, He comes down to earth, takes upon human flesh so that He looks like us, and then suffers the, inhum- the, you know, the inglorious inhumanity of the cruelty of humanity and then dies on the cross for our sins. Colossians chapter 1 tells us, the Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in Him, meaning in Jesus, all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through Him and for Him. Who is the Him? Jesus. He is before all things and in Him all things hold together. Wow, the entire universe is held together by the power of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And that Savior came down to earth to die for us in 1 Corinthians 15. For what I received, I now pass on to you as of first importance. Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. He was buried. He was raised on the third day, according to the Scriptures. And again, He could have, you know, the incarnation, God became human, is already a big deal. But for Him to be crucified, the crucifixion, my gosh, the, the glorious Son of Heaven to go through that just because He loves us. That's how much the Lord, by the way, loves us. Greater love has none other than this, Jesus said. He would lay down His life for His friends. Next, the God of creation is also the Holy Spirit who now indwells every believer to empower us to be overcomers in this life. So notice that one God of creation is Father, Son, 
and the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 5. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. For we know that the problems and trials help us develop what? Endurance. And endurance develops strength of character. Character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us because He has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with His love. So, think about this, my friends. Would God who loves you so much that He gave His only Son for your salvation, would this God allow you to go through a difficulty and not help you out? Can you conceive that God won't do that? If He already gave His Son for our salvation, don't you think He will also make sure that we have the strength and the endurance to overcome? Amen? Romans 15, 13, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. If there is one thing that you should never lose in life, it's hope. It makes you wake up again the next day. Because hope tells you it could be better. Things could get better. This too shall pass. This is hard. This is difficult. But it will pass because the God of hope is with me. He gives me joy and peace so that it will overflow in my heart by the power of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, I can overcome anything. Amen? Say to the person near you, you are an overcomer. You are an overcomer. Or as someone said to me before, a husband said, in our house, I am the conqueror, but my wife is more than a conqueror. <laughs> so, so I bow to her. <laughs> so this God of creation, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is the same God we worship, love, and serve today. My goodness. The God who created the heavens and the earth, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of Moses and Joshua and David, the God of Jeremiah, Isaiah, Ezekiel, the God of Peter, Paul, and all of the disciples, that same God is the God we worship today. He didn't change. He didn't change. He, he's not less. He doesn't have less power. He doesn't have less authority. He doesn't have less, uh, you know, ability to help. It's the same God. So Jeremiah 32 says, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. I am the Lord, the God of all mankind. Is anything too hard for me? That's a rhetorical question. And the answer is no. Nothing is too hard for God. Let me read to you this statement that I wrote the other day. If God is able to manage the universe, to ensure seasons of renewal and restoration, and if God is faithful to Israel to ensure seasons of renewal and restoration, then surely God is able and faithful to bring about a fresh season of renewal and restoration in your life. Wow. Every day, scientists tell us a planet dies or a star dies. Just every day. It's just the normal cycle of the universe. But then a new planet is birthed. And then a new star is birthed, and it just keeps going on and on. And as the movie, you know, Lion King tells us, the circle of life, right? You know, something is birthed, then it grows up, then it dies, and then another thing is, is birthed. One time I was watching uh, National Geographic, and it showed an insect, an insect, whose lifespan is the equivalent of 24 hours for us. That means, if that, if that insect was born at 6 a.m. today, it will be dead by 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. 
That's just the circle of life of that insect is 24 hours. But guess what? Before it dies, it grows up, it reproduces, and then it dies. So before it dies, a new batch of the same species is born so that there's always something new. The psalmist, Psalm 104, talks about it the same way. He says, the earth goes through seasons of birth and death, but God breathes His Spirit, and then newness comes out again. And so when we think about this, my friends, as we come near the end of the year, imagine, no? November na. Ano nga ulit yung contest? How many more days? Pastor Ana, is, uh, how many more days before Christmas? So there's 30 days of November plus 25, so about 55, give or take, right? So walang nanalo ngayon kasi no one was able to guess how many days before Christmas. Okay? Nobody wins. No, nobody wins. So as, as 2022 is about to close, and 2020 seems so far away, no? 2020 seems so far away. March 15th, 2020, when the entire planet went on a lockdown. Seems so far away. And yet, there's still much living to do, right? There's still much more days and weeks and months and years. And maybe as you look back this past couple of years, you realize, you know, that being detached from the church and maybe, you know, just connecting online to those that are online right now, we honor you and we acknowledge you. But we all would probably agree it's different to worship God in the house of the Lord, right? There's just a different dynamic. But maybe in the past two years, spiritually, you have sort of like dried a little bit. And then maybe emotionally, your relationships within your family has also kind of dried a little bit. Maybe friendships because you were detached, social distancing and all, you could not see each other. Finally, when you do see each other, half of your face is covered, you know, and you barely could give a hug, so you just fist bump each other, you know. So, all of a sudden, you know. Um, and, so, and then maybe financially as well. The past couple of years has been hard. Kapatid, seasons lang yan. God who renews the universe and renewed Israel and renews the church will renew you as well. God who restores whatever is lost in the universe, something dies, something is birthed again. And then in Israel, God restored and the church God restored will also restore you. The message today is this, my friends. The God of creation is also the God of renewal and restoration. The same God who created everything is about to bring renewal and restoration in your life. So would you stand right now as the worship team comes? Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Oh, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. We acknowledge, Lord, in our own personal life, we've gone through seasons of dryness. So last Sunday, Pastor Dennis, and last night in the Saturday service, Pastor Dennis talked about revival. That God desires to revive our spirits. So that the closeness we felt to God before, if for whatever reason, we're not as close to God 
as we used to be. There was a preacher who said, if you're not as close to God as you used to be, here's the question, who moved? Who moved? The answer is not God. He didn't move. He's still here. The answer is us. We moved away. And so now is the time of being revived by the Lord. Now is also the time to be renewed, refreshed in the presence of God. So that if ever in the past couple of weeks, months, or even years, that you have dried up in some way in your spiritual walk. And you need a fresh dose of God's renewing power. Or maybe, let's be honest, you've lost some things along the way. It was tough. It was tough. A job, a career, business, finances, savings, whatever it may have been that you've lost. Today, I speak from the Word of God. He is the God who brings about restoration. So that whatever we may have lost, we can gain back. Our worship team will lead us in this song. And if you feel the need to come forward, my friends, to say, God, I need that. I need a fresh dose of your renewal in my spiritual walk. A fresh dose of revival in my life or restoration of something I've lost that, God, I need for you to give back what I've lost. Then, then we urge you as we worship the Lord, come forward and we'll just stand in the presence of God and say, Lord, here we are. You said, call upon me. And that's what we're going to do today. We're going to call upon you. You said, nothing is too hard for you. So we're going to believe that today. Nothing is too hard for you. In the name of Jesus. Let's worship the Lord, congregation. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Today, the altar is like a gas station. So that we can be refilled. Lord Jesus, you calm the raging seas that came crashing over me. Who compares to you? refreshing and renewal in your life. Just come forward. We'll be here to pray with you. Your pastors, other leaders will be here. You just need a fresh touch from God because it's been hard. Life's been hard. Kabatid, nothing is too difficult for the Lord. He can restore, refresh, renew you. But you need to come forward and call upon the name Heavy load, I pray. Don't carry it. 
I'll give you the opportunity to just call upon the name of the Lord in your own way. Wherever you are standing, lift up to God whatever is in your heart. Maybe it's a personal thing. Maybe it's on behalf of someone else. But bring your petitions to God. Bring someone else's petition to God. Call upon the name of the Lord today. And let Him manifest His power, His glory in your life. Nothing is too difficult for the Lord. Nothing is too difficult for Him. Hallelujah. 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 Oh God Almighty. 
we call upon your name, Lord. We call upon your name. We bring to you our hearts. We bring to you the burdens of our life. Some of them too heavy to bear. Lord, these past weeks, these past months, these past years, it's drained us. It has drained us. We're barely making it on a week-to-week basis. Truly, Lord, no one else knows because we come to church with a smile on our face. We don't want to burden other people, so we keep it to ourselves. But to be honest, Lord, it's heavy. It's heavy. And you're telling us today, you're telling us today, I am the God who made the heavens and the earth. Nothing is too difficult. And so, my child, call upon my name today. Call upon my name today. And I will display to you my glory. I will answer you. And I will show you great, unsearchable things you do not know. Hallelujah. Oh, God Almighty. God Almighty. God Almighty. Just wait for a few moments. We're not in a hurry. The Holy Spirit is just moving in your life right now and urging you to come forward. You can still come. We're here. Your pastors are here. We'll pray for you. Wag mong daling pa uwi kaibigan yung kabigatan na dinala mo kanina dito. Let the altar of God be the place where you lay down your burden and where you are restored, refreshed, renewed the power of the Holy Spirit. If ministry has drained you as well, many of you, you're faithful workers of ministry, but to be honest, this past couple of months or years has drained the life out of you. Maybe you're doing your ministry out of routine. But you need the restoration of the joy of the Lord and the peace of God in your life. Whatever you may have lost, kapatid, let the Lord assure you today He is the God who restores us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, God Almighty. God Almighty. God Almighty. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Sing that part that says, When the evening fades. When the evening fades. You call forth songs. Let God give you a song of joy today. Maybe you've been singing sad songs these past months. The Lord give you a song of rejoicing today. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Sing that again. When the evening fades. When the evening fades. Lord, we call forth now songs of joy. Let songs of joy be birthed in our hearts, O God. Replace the, the garments that are heavy. The heavy the heaviness in our heart. Replace it with a garment of praise. Oh, Lord you are magnificent, O oh God.
You know, the month of November, we have set aside for just one theme. It's about stewardship. And all the preachings on Saturday night, Sunday mornings, in Makati and in Sukat, and on Thursday nights, will just be about how God can absolutely restore our finances if we live according to His principles. So this is a time for us to also invite family and friends who may be going through some kind of financial crisis because every week we will hear testimonies of how God is our great and generous provider, the miracle worker in our finances. So every week we're going to be praying specifically for the finances of people. So this is a chance. Don't miss it for the next four weeks. Thursday night online and also on-site. Saturday nights online. Sunday mornings here. Those online, we would love to see you here. Raise your hands, congregation. May the God of hope fill you and your homes with all the joy and the peace of God as you trust in Him so that you may overflow with the hope that comes by the power of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. All God's people say, Amen. Amen. Praise God. God bless you. If you have been new here in Beginnings Church, we'd love to see you at our uh, room 108. God, 101, room 101. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you so much to our worship team. Can we appreciate our worship team, our tech team at the back? God bless everyone. To those of you that joined us online, thank you. God bless you. See you again online and on site, hopefully.